listening to the Nerds Assemble podcast. to episode 299 of the Nerds Assemble podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Paul, aka Retroid. We've got no other Paul this week, it's just the two of us. Um, is, is, is he on the run because something terrible has happened and his local D&D group have been implicated in the um, 1980s? To be fair, the issue, the issue is that he runs multiple D&D groups, the conspiracy is far larger. Um, oh dear. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I think he might be a nerd. I mean, he has been accused before. He has been. Um, so I mean, it, it is entirely entirely plausible that he is indeed a nerd. Um, I have a feeling that this episode, everybody, when you see the show notes for it or whatever, it's going to have a uh, it, it's going to have a uh, Stranger Things season four. Uh, related title, uh, basically, but yeah. So this week, I mean, we're we're, we're sort of we're less chill. We obviously we, we're proving that we are very much still alive. Um, it's actually only been what just about two weeks since we last recorded one. So mm. that's actually really good going for us lately. <laughs> um, what's what's the big news in Geekdom at the moment? I oh, know we were just chuckling about the fact that uh, CBR has allowed somebody to write and post an article, <laughs> uh, which has the main point of Terminator Two is so bad it destroyed an entire franchise. Uh. I don't know. I don't know the author. I've never seen them online. Um. <laughs> But that that's a that's a take. It's, um, it's it's certainly a thing that someone could write who was entirely wrong. Like, <laughs> which is, I was genuinely laughing because it's like, oh, come on. I, I don't know how Empire Strikes Back is the worst Star Wars movie. Like, oh my god! Like, it killed the franchise. Like. Terminator 3, okay, or like freaking, was it, is it Genesis? Is that the next one? Yeah. Is there one after that? I can't remember, other than Dark Fate. Does it go Genesis and Dark Fate, or was there one more? Because sometimes I, I, I get really confused, because trying to remember the badness with the good is horrible. I think, uh, let's see, there's, there was Salvation. Oh, yeah, 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 so it goes... Terminator 1, Terminator 2, Terminator 3, Terminator Salvation, Terminator Genesis, and then Terminator Dark Fate. But really, we should just be talking about Terminator, Terminator 2, and Terminator Dark Fate, and ignore everything else. Correct? Yeah, because that that was the trilogy. Yep. Those were the only three films that were made. Yep, yep, yep. Um... Yeah, I got a note. It's, 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 it's genuinely, you know, the the news aggregator that everyone seems to be doing now. Yes. You know, whether it's Apple or Microsoft or Google, they all try yeah. and do a news aggregator, and then they try to use algorithms to smartly predict what you'll hit the most, and then they push them at me, and it's usually sport. 
I, I've had That's to, it. I've had to spend. It took me a very long time to train Google to not give me um, sports stories. Um, but the annoying thing is because obviously, I, as some of you know, I actually do like ice hockey. Mm. Um, but it's biased against me because I live in the UK. So even though so I've clearly, got it, to, you cannot like ice hockey. Even though I've told it, I like these particular ice hockey teams, and I've never told it to not show me ice hockey news. It doesn't show me it's, ice hockey news. It's still confused. Um, which is really mean. And, and occasionally a football story like tries to clamber in and I have to tell it to fuck off. Yeah, yeah. My like, Mine is, is basically it will keep pushing soccer and it's like how many, how many hundreds of times do I have to tell you? I don't care. Like, okay, okay, to be fair, to be fair, um, if... Um, Oh, is it is it Marcus Rash, Rashford who's done campaigns for like um, uh, school meals and stuff? Yes, yes. Yeah, like if a story about him basically taking the government to task comes into that kind of feed, okay, look, I'm gonna, I'm going, I, I am interested. But if it's about him playing football, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 that's that's the thing. It seems to have great difficulty processing. That you'll be interested in, say, a politics or current affairs mm-hmm. story with someone who is in a sporting capacity. Yeah. And it's like, well, clearly you're going to be interested in, in that thing because of the sporting. And, and yeah. it's like, no. No, I'm not. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, um, but, but yeah but, um, um, a while ago there was just a... Well, because weirdly I get lots of nerd stuff. Uh, it's funny you know, that. Me, especially, especially yeah on, on google um it's like it's basing things on interests and my searches mm. but yeah um there was one particular source and i'm not even sure i can't quite remember wh- what it was but it came up saying yeah terminator dark fate was is the worst of the terminator films and it killed the whole franchise this sounds familiar doesn't it <laughs> And, and my reaction to this was I made sure that it wasn't doing a ha-ha, fooled you, and then I just blocked the source. Because it's like, if you're, yeah, if you're so entirely wrong on this one thing, I, I don't care about anything else you say. You know what? I think there's one geek site which does really um, sort of out there rumour mill generating for like what's mm. going on with entertainment and stuff that I think the next time one of their stories uh, pops up on that, I'm going to have to tell them to fuck off. Because um, it's kind of like, you know, it's the kind of rumour mill generating about shit like, um, like saying Hannibal's coming back kind of level of thing or something about Supernatural and shit. And it's just like, Fuck off. The, the ones that really get my goat are where they're bas- they basically just regurge the stuff that you don't know back at you as things that they don't know. Mm, mm, so mm. You'll, you'll think, oh, where, does anyone know when the next season of Sust and Such is on? So you'll look for it, and I'll have an entire article saying, well, there's been two seasons of this, but... We- you know there have been you know fans want a you know a season three, but we don't know when that will be. And it's just yeah, I know that. That's why I'm not here. Yeah, it's your headline on, on this was when's the next season? Not no, we don't know either. It's just taking advantage of the algorithm and readers massively. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's just 
Because their thing is they don't necessarily they want the traffic, but what they really want is the eyeballs on those ads. Mm-hmm. But if you're really saying you want make sure that your browser, whether it's mobile or desktop, has a nice set of ad blockers on it. If, if I really like a site, I will turn off the ad blockers. This is rare for me. But, yeah, but if, um, yeah, some of them are just... Uh, I, I, was looking, I, I was looking at one earlier on my 4K display mm-hmm. and it gave me a little cutout in the middle of the screen, maybe about a third, you know, the middle third, yeah, and maybe the middle quarter. The rest of it was ads and other content you might like from us that I couldn't get rid of. Oh, my lordy. And it's just, goodbye. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think we should have a talk about what we've been up to since we uh, recorded the last episode. And I think, considering that we did mention Stranger Things, should we talk about Stranger Things first? Yes, because it's it's been a little while since it's been on. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you who aren't aware, the fourth season of Stranger Things is now available on Netflix. Um, Considering Netflix's uh, dwindling subscriber numbers... um, uh, and the fact that Stranger Things is probably one of the few ongoing shows that, you know, doesn't suck on there at the moment, or that they haven't cancelled yet. Surveys. Um, <clears throat> like, uh, you know. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, they, they, they need to give me more reasons to subscribe rather than reasons to cancel, which yeah. they've been giving me plenty of lately. The, 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 the waiting is, uh, is slowly slipping at the moment. But at the moment, Stranger Things is a reason to stick about. Um, I am only, as of just before recording, 1.5 episodes in. I thought the lengths of the episodes were going to be like previous seasons, where it was like, oh, yeah, it'd be like oh, under an hour. <laughs> no. Like, like previous seasons, I because the, the main way I watched them previously was a combination of when I was like exercising in the morning or knitting. And I suddenly mm. exercised in the morning. I would not do more than about an hour. So obviously, you know, most of those episodes previously were like exercise like friendly. What I'm hearing is that Stranger Things is trying to kill you? Perhaps. Um, I obviously... We'll stop after a certain point because, like, uh, the kind the kind of like level I do um, because I have a stationary bike uh, at home. If anyone's wondering, uh, the kind of like uh, level the wattage that I go at on that is kind of like, yeah, no, um, I do not go past an hour. <laughs> Um, because like a haven't would have not eaten anything uh before that point and and b like yeah that's uh that's entering like glucose tablets territory uh Mm. for sure so uh (laughs) yeah no but anyway while complaining about length i i was astounded by the um opening episode i i was not expecting it to Go that hard that early. Uh, yeah. <laughs> As it were. Um, it had a warning in the US. Did I've it? Heard. Yeah. Wow. I mean, to be fair, like Stranger Things over here, it's what, what like a, it's either a, a, it's not a twelve. I think it's got fifteen rating at least. It, yeah, it's something it's like Netflix. that. I was like, wow, I haven't seen something like this since, like, I watched an actual horror movie. 
And it, felt, yeah. it, almost, it almost felt like the, um, oh, what are the name of the brothers behind it again? Duffer, I think. Duffer Brothers. The Duffer Brothers. It was almost like they, not that I finished watching it yet, but it was almost like they watched uh, Fear Street uh, and they were like, ooh, <laughs> maybe we, ooh. Maybe we ooh. can work ooh. with this. Yeah, it's like, oh, hang on, content. Um, like, uh, like uh, oh, Netflix is allowing stuff like this. Mm, okay. We don't just have to do the freaky monsters. Although that's yeah. always good. Yeah, that's always good. But, you know, we, we can do a bit more with the humans as well. It's like, oh, my God. It's like, it was pretty intense, basically, that opening episode. But... It, it's, it's Typically, it was... Um... How have you got to the skating rink, the ice rink in season two yet? I've got to skating rink. I've got to so spoilers. I mean, it's pretty clear we're going to be spoiling um, what I've watched at least of the Stranger Things. I've unfortunately got up to the massive bullying incident and the chocolate milkshake. Mm-hmm. Um, that that I, bothered I want, me more. I wanted, to, yeah, I wanted to murder every single fictional character that had been behind that uh, moment. Yeah, it's like go on, L, go on, go scanner, go on. Yeah, and, and uh, also, and also you, you you just hit them once with the, you know, the skate. Yeah. Just keep going. Yeah, or you know, like just punch them in the face. I think yeah. that that's a girl that if she had a broken nose, she really would not be happy about that, especially if it get, ends up setting crooked. Um, oh, that that'd be a shame. Yeah. Um, that kind of bullying is just like wow, you know. Um, I, I mean, it's kind of sad that um, we've got L. You know, obviously between both those first episodes, and like again, I, I've only watched half of the second one, but kind of feeling like she's she's had to lie, like after everything Heron and Mike have been through, yeah. and it's like, and you think you need to lie about your personal life like this like that's insane but at the same time it doesn't strike me that well even though is it what's the name of um thingy's mum that's taken her in i feel like it's joyce but i can't remember yeah i am terrible with names on these especially when when almost years between seasons or or people's names don't get mentioned very often yeah you know, um, like, that is, like, an actual problem. Yeah, it is Joyce. So, like, <sighs> Joyce is lovely, you know, um, and she will obviously you know, go out, fight, you know, go fight for her kids, but she's never struck me as somebody who's very good at instilling social skills in children and teens. Like, let's look at her sons. Social skills. <laughs> yeah. And, of- and g- <laughs> given that... Eleven is already massively disadvantaged when it comes to social, you know. Well, yeah, the whole socialisation. Because she, 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 the first, obviously, like how many years of her life, like until she was like what thirteen or fourteen, fifteen, you know, fourteen, you know, thirteen or so, like she'd never, never socialised essentially, regardless of whatever happened down in the lab. Um, yeah. So it's it's really hard, especially when she's without her powers. I'm I'm kind of hoping that this changes later in the season and she gets some mojo back. But um, it's really hard watching her basically 
be shitted on to that degree and have no way she can fight back? It's it's a difficult process, but um, it wouldn't be Stranger Things and it wouldn't be Eleven if she didn't have something. Okay, so that's giving me hope. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's not. She hasn't, you know, she hasn't been uh, permanently dispowered. Okay, this this is good because, like, that would make me really sad continuing to watch the season. Um, meanwhile, um, I felt for um, you know, uh, like Mike in like trying to get to her in that scene in episode two. Trying, yeah. like, once he realised that it was, you know, bullying and hazing basically going on, you know, trying to stop it. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's hard. Meanwhile, back in Hawkins, though, where obviously we saw freaky death number one. Yeah, it's, it's all fine. That was just a one off. Nothing else happens. Hawkins is completely safe. I, I was reassured to see that, um, like, phone lines in Hawkins and stuff were like being monitored, and any mention of freaky stuff in episode one was it? Was it end, near the end of episode one or the start of episode two? Anyway, like, I watched, I the, watched the, the first two back to back, so yeah, you know, way, kind of. So, so, somebody's been listening in for freaky shit, which you know, good. Because um, and the army turned up, you? <laughs> and the army's turned up, um, which yeah. is like. I'm slightly reassured, but not at the same time. Well, I'll see how that goes. Uh, no spoilers, please. Um, but, like, it's just before, obviously, it's taken a long time for any decent response to get on the ground. But at the same time, it's taken them, like, what? I said in in TV series land, what? Is it, what, five? More like five or six years? No, five years in Stranger Things land? I think it's something like that. I mean, because it's it, well. First of all, it goes goes to great lengths to point out it's nineteen eighty six. Yeah. Now in you know Strange Things season four. Yeah. And I, th- I think they they maybe had to sort of um, skip a year because um, with the whole pandemic thing. Yeah. Made made it a little bit harder to do everything, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so like it, you know, it's taken it's t- it took several major incidents in the town of Hawkins for the U.S. for some fra- faction or two with the U.S. government to realise maybe we should even if we're not actively in there, we really really need to keep a freaking close eye on that place because shit always seems to happen. You know. Yeah, I mean. I mean, at, at least it does work like that because you know there's there's nothing I hate more than when you're watching something, and it's just no, you you, know, you wouldn't in any way not pay attention to that place. Yeah, the, the 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 place where nobody local works at and nobody that works there ever socialises down in town. Yeah. So yeah, so very basically area fifty one, pretty much. But it, I, I will not say anything more other, other than it looks like we're going to be getting some answers, not just to what's happening in this season, but some other stuff that's happened in others. Well, that's good. And the, it's like, ooh. 
But you were saying to me before we got seriously into recording this episode that um, it looks like that what they they haven't put all of the season up. Annoyingly, yes, because I thought this was the fa- you know the final season. Yeah, yeah. And I had heard that you know, already that there were nine episodes. So we finished watching episode seven mm. last night, and then it came up saying, "Oh, you can watch from the start." And you go, "Wait, hang on, it only does that when there aren't any more episodes." So you know, tap, tap, tap. Looked it up, and he's like, "Yeah, um, eight and nine are coming out on the first of July." <sighs> okay. And it's just why? Why exactly did you do that? I mean, it, it makes sense to end this part of the season where they did. Yeah. Again, I'm not going to say any, anything Mm-mm-mm. because, of course, um, most of the enjoyment is being on the ride. Yeah. So yeah, it it just you know it made sense to take a pause at that you know particular point if you were going to, but it was still why on earth? Why? <laughs> So, unless the cynical part of me thinks that it was originally all going to be released in that like one chunk, but that uh, Netflix is desperately worried about that subscriber numbers issue, and they're just trying to hold out for subscribers for like another month. They want, they want they're basically wanting to make sure that there are two months subscription rather than just the one. Yeah. That's, that's what it feels like. Uh, speaking of Netflix and what the hell they might be up to at the moment, I've heard the uh, trial of the um, trying to charge for sharing the account thing has not been going well. They tr- they were trying it out in, I think it's Peru, yeah, maybe Costa Rica and somewhere else kind of like kind of global selfish kind of area. And it was like, I was just thinking, so wait, wait, wait. So, so the poorest, some of the poorest kind of countries around in the world, you've tried to pull this stunt in. Yeah. So so, so they, they clearly therefore think that the poorer uh, countries that they are available in are lower risk anyway, if it leads to mass unsubscriptions. Apparently, it, it was because they were in you know in South America they they are by far the lowest subscriber numbers. So basically, it's least damage to them whilst they do like a massive experiment. Basically, yeah, you know they, they can they can fuck around and not worry about finding out it, yeah. because it's a smaller market. Whereas Mexico is is quite successful for them. So. Mm. Which which makes sense because they have made a few uh, you know Mexican series and they have been quite good. Yeah. Everyone should go watch Diablero. It is quite good. <laughs> if, if you're interested in sort of, um, you know, Mexican monster myth, that kind of thing, and if you're thinking that surely if there's, you know, all kinds of, you know, myths like that, and um, there's like a, you know, you have the the whole idea of monster slayers and, you know, Van Helsing and Buffy and, you know, things like that, mm. surely there would be a South American one e yes there you go and go on go and watch it it's good <laughs> but meanwhile uh so yeah ne- netflix is uh ongoing uh tactics to try and uh stay relevant are intriguing um i have to say that while i do like some of their original content i mean one of the main reasons i used to stick about there more than other services was because mm. they bought older shows from other you know 
that works yeah. for providers. So, and also the keep bank rolling transphobes uh, comedy routines and being greeted by Ricky Gervais's smirking fucking face. Yeah, right, I just every time I log on to- at the moment. Just, just to um, you know, check something on my phone. I loaded that up, and it was rookie, infinitely punchable face, Gervais. Yeah, and, and thing- oh, I'm going to get cancelled, and it's like, oh, really? It's weird how you didn't go for you know anyone that would get you in the shit. You know, yeah. it's weird how you didn't make you know. Hey, you can make a joke about anything. Go make racist jokes or something like that. Then, if you're so brave, instead yeah. of you know shitting on a minority. Um, I would like to be able to not see his face just because he's got a freaking comedy special every time it's on Netflix at the moment. I did see that if you look into... um, I've not tried it, although I was thinking, hmm, this could be useful if if this does work. If you go into a parental filter, Uh you can block specific things. Specific series, specific... Um, you know, specials, that kind of thing, you know, titles, and they won't appear anymore. I have not tested this, but I, you know, I was just reading that and thinking this mm. could be a thing. Okay, we're going to experiment now whilst we record because I've got, you know, I've access my Netflix on my phone. Let's have a look see. Doop, 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 doop. So it's, it's a settings situation. Yeah, it's a parental filter or something like that. Uh, uh, which, which is ironic because most of the time it's it's the children like us who would be wanting to filter something out for their parents. <laughs> okay, so it is not under there. So in a way, uh, it is a parental filter. It's just not in the way they mean. Count. Do 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 do. Oh, there's a big cancel membership button over here. Uh, uh, I am not seeing anything giving I, me... I will try and find the yeah. guide, because I remember who posted it. Okay, so I can ask them about if, it, because... If, yeah, we'll, we'll move on, but if you find the guide, yeah. uh, people listening, we will try to share the guide in the show notes um, yeah. to help save everybody some heartache. If you're, you're fed up of... Oh, the, the preview I just had was of Gervais' freaking back. It's almost as if it had been hearing me. Um, mm-hmm. It's still not an improvement. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I, I can just imagine him fucking off somewhere, so that would be a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so other than Stranger Things Season 4, what else have you been engaging with? And watching so, well, what, The thing I've been... You know, I've just looked up on Netflix and mm. got a Gervais pop-up. Thanks very oh, much. Um, it's a film called Archive, which um, I just saw someone on my timeline say, ooh, ooh, this is being added to Netflix. Go watch. It is good. Okay. And it's it's a sci-fi, which I know is unusual for me. <laughs> and the write-up, which, again, the, if the... You know, I would like it if the write-ups on Netflix weren't so bad. Because they annoy me most of the time. As as does autoplay on the on my TV's um you know Netflix app. Mm. I've got autoplay turned off everywhere, but it will insist. 
so I, ha- I have to do hit and run if you know if I want to check something because if I you know click on a title it'll think oh we'll start playing if I get no I don't want that I'd select you, play you just want to see the description I just want to see the description I want to see what the you know what genre or whatever it is that you know they've got down I want to see who's in it but yeah um so archive uh, made in 2020. In 2038, a robotic scientist races to create a copy of his late wife, complete with her memories, but his early prototypes grow increasingly jealous. It's better than the description. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's in a, a future where um, they can create an archive of a person when they die, which means that there's a like a hulking black box and the person can make like you know video calls with family so they can get everything in order and you know everyone can you know can kind of move on but um this guy's idea is that um he's trying to do ai and he thinks well they're vastly different technology which because they explain that the archive is a sort of an analog hack because humans are analog. Yeah. And he's wanting to create, obviously, you know, digital AI or you know robots. And he's he's trying before the archive degrades because they only last a certain amount of time to mm-hmm. um, you know create the you know the best copy he can. Okay. And I'm not going to spoiler it, but it's it's good. The effects are decent. You can tell it's a low budget movie because it's it's mostly in the one location, and there aren't that many actors. And bless them, they they tried a bit with the robots, but they're a little bit person wearing plastic. Hmm. And it's it's like you know that's fine. I can put up with that. I've watched sci-fi from the seventies. I can put up with person in plastic, and this and this does a much better job than those. But generally speaking, it's like yeah, it's it's a good film. I liked it, and it. It's I'm hesitant to call it a twist, but it does. That description does not really, you know, um, work. No. So basically what you're saying is that ignore the description, watch the film. Yeah, it's it's a good sci-fi. If you like the idea of well, I've I've gone on record before, it's it's basically it's it's catnip for me when you're talking about AI and what is consciousness. Mm, mm. So um it's it's that kind of thing, and of course it's you know it's trying to rescue a, you know a you know a dead loved one. And it turns out that you know things are more complicated than he realises. Because of course it would be. Of course it would be. But yeah, it's 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 a it's a good film and you really do feel for the prototypes because the um the description that is it's basically he can recreate a neural map to a cert, up to a certain age. Okay. And he's trying to get it to adult, and so it's like one of the prototypes is, um, you know, can't communicate, and you feel sorry for it because he didn't finish it. Ooh, okay. He didn't. He didn't even add arms. That's kind of creepy. Yeah, but it's it's you know they get increasingly more human looking from the you know the first one, which is very sort of you know construction 
robot. And then you know, the, the second one is um, more, um, you know, along, but it's it's nowhere near adult sort okay. of level of understanding. And I think that's where the, the jealousy, quote unquote, comes from. Okay. But yeah, um, so that that was a rather good one where it was just, I had no idea this film existed and someone mentioned it and I thought, oh, I'll have a look at that. And I, well, I, was, I was rather pleased I did. It's date night, movie night tomorrow night for Paul and me, so maybe I should mention it because he likes sci-fi like that as well. It's it recommended. It's much better than that terrible Terminator 2, the film that was so <laughs> bad to destroy the entire franchise. <laughs> and it's representation of AI. Um, yeah, and, and you, yeah. I'm probably going to watch Terminator 2 again. Well, just despite the article, right? Yeah. Just, yeah, just, just I'm going to, yeah, fuck you, CPR. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, it is CPR. It is um, CPR. Yeah, in, in my brain, it's just a constant bit where it's, and it's like, no, I need to make sure that it is CPR. But yeah, um, so yeah, that was a good one. Um, other things I have watched, I made, an, I made a point of noting down things I had watched so I would remember. Okay. Um, well, the obvious one is I've watched the first two episodes of Obi-Wan, because of course I have. Yeah. And I quite like what they've done because you, if you watch the trailer, it, I mean, it, it's set about, you know, around 10 years after the, you know, the end of um, Attack of the Clones. Okay. So it's set before A New Hope, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's set before the original trilogy. So this is, is like 10 and it, years out. And it's after Anakin obviously goes all... Yes. Yeah. So you have um, Obi-Wan who is in his um, his Ben Kenobi disguise. It's very good, you know, because no, no one will think of looking for Kenobi. They're all looking for the Obi-Wan bit. I mean, and, and, and it's not even like he has to wear a pair of glasses or anything either, right? Yeah, but, um, he he he's living incognito. He doesn't use the force. He's trying desperately not to use the force because um, there are these uh, inquisitors who work for the Empire and directly for Darth, you know, uh, for Darth Vader, mm. and they are um, either Jedi or young young Padawan learners who are becoming Jedi, who have basically turned and work for the Empire. Uh-oh. So um, they were introduced in uh, Star Wars Rebels, mm-hmm. which is uh, an animated series, which is um, excellent, and I'll get I'll get to that at another time because it, it that's going to become increasingly re- relevant. Um, but yeah, there are the Dark Jedi Inquisitors who are searching around for any existing, you know, any. Re- any remaining either full-blown turned Jedi or children now growing up that the Jedi were trying to ch- uh, train when yeah. the whole you know empire rose up and the Republic fell. And if you watch the trailer, it you you're thinking, oh, it's going to be about you know Obi Wan and Luke. There's another child, isn't there? So <laughs> it, it's actually about um, 
you get some little snippets of uh, young Leia, who's on um, Alderaan, which I'm sure everything yeah. is fine. Uh, make sure to buy some property in Alderaan. <laughs> Long, long-term investment. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> um, so you, you see some of you know Alderaan. Um, Jimmy Smith is back as uh, can't remember his name, but basically the um, you know he, um, her quote unquote father, the senator that who oh, um, yeah. who played in um, in the prequels. Yeah, yeah, and. Spoiler, something happens with her and um, Jimmy Smith's, you know, comes along and, you know, says, Oi, Kenobi, do your, th- do your thing. And he's going, no, I don't want to because, I, he, you I, know. I, I, I try to lay low and, and, and not fall into a life of Jedi-ness again. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm trying not to Jedi. I'm trying very hard not to Jedi. I'm cutting up a giant creature in the desert along with oh, a few the, other people the, on the, the conveyor belt. The way you're describing it is reminding me of the Edward Norton Hulk movie and hmm. him trying not to Hulk out whilst he's in, was it Brazil? Yeah, it's... it's uh, yeah, I can see your similarity. <laughs> it sounds a little bit like that. It really does. But yeah, he's not doing any. Um, these are not the droids, or anything like that. He, no, he's not doing anything like that. He's just trying to lay low. He's trying to keep an eye on you know young Luke, and yeah, then all of a sudden, um, you know Johnny Alderaan turns up and says, you know, hey, you need to do your Jedi stuff because you're the only one I really trust with Leia. And look, we both know that they're equally important because, you know, they're both, you know, look at their family. Mm. And Obi-Wan, so he he goes off and, um, you know, has to, uh, you know, search for Leia. And, of course, it, it turns out that there, there are, I think, other things going on. Of course there are. So, yeah, try not to spoil. But as we all know, everything's fine with Alderaan. And um, Anakin's dead now. <laughs> Anakin died at the end of uh, you know, Attack of the Clones, you know, if you pause at a certain point. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, Anakin's dead because, you know, on the side of a lava lake and Mustafa. Mm-hmm. See, I, ca- I can't remember the character names, but I can remember the bloody planets. This is this is just me, um, but yeah, that's that, that's so far as Obi Wan knows. That's you know that's where Anakin died, and he's. It's kind I mean, of right, it's, but... and the thing is though, it's not it's not like he's using his Jedi powers. He's trying forcibly not to listen to the Force. One assumes so. If there's any great darkness, you know, growing in the Force, he's now obviously trying to really be untuned from it. One assumes. Well, ex- exactly, and um, it's not only because, as shown repeatedly, you know, throughout the films, strong force users can sense other strong force users. Mm. It's not just that, but as the Inquisitors say, um, they don't hunt the Jedi; the Jedi hunt themselves because they can't help themselves. They have to be Jedi. They see an injustice, they have to get involved. Hmm. So Obi-Wan is trying desperately not to do that. So really, he should have taken a book out of... Um, I can't remember the character's 
No, actually, it might be up there. He should have taken. He needs to take a book out of uh, Galen Erso's uh, sort of way of life and go find a very uninhabited planet, dig a bunker, and just hunker down in there if he wants to avoid running into anything where he might feel like he has it, to do some good. Yeah, basically, you kind of need to do a Yoda. Yeah, that too. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, I feel like Yodi was still probably doing some false bullshit when he shouldn't have been whilst he was kicking about in that swamp. Yeah, but then of course, you know, when you first meet him in Empire Strikes Back, um, it's clear that Yoda's been on his own for a while and gone a little bit old. I suppose we, sh- I suppose he's almost, you know, we it would have predated it, obviously, but it's almost as far as there weren't some rocks with some faces scrawled on them. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, in 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 sort of bright, happy, smiley faces, maybe with a bloody yeah, handprint or something. Just um, so he could he could have a um, a little Jedi council he could talk to. Yeah, it might have been called Wilson. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. But it, it, uh, it, um, what, what is excellent about, you know, about it so far is, is it's, it's taking its time. I can see exactly why they did the first two episodes because that was a, you know, they moved the first episode and then they said, you know, it was going to be the first two episodes that were released, you know, at the same time. Yeah. And if, if I was waiting for this, if I was, <laughs> if I was, if if I was waiting for this to come along, I would have been a little bit annoyed with the first episode if it was, if that was just it. Yeah, because you don't get a lot of payoff in the first episode. Whereas you know, by the the end of the second episode, there are things done, there are things said, and there are things discovered, which are the kind of things that you would want. So, yeah. I Now I just have to torturously wait a week between bloody episodes. <laughs> um, shall I go on to the next thing? Well, I, I was wondering if maybe I could touch, talk about what oh, I Oh, no, no, go much. ahead, go ahead. That's why, that's why I was <laughs> checking, because otherwise um, it's just me saying, yeah, I, this is good. People will be shocked to learn that I watched a Disney film uh, in the past week. Uh, but it didn't have singing in it. So that's how I was no, able no to No lobsters with Jamaican accents or anything? Nope. Nothing like that at all. Um, I watched the uh, new uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie. Oh, right. Which, as someone who did actually used to catch the cartoon series as a child, it was clearly made for me. Um, it wasn't like I was like a diehard fan, but I certainly watched more than 20 episodes growing up, basically. It, it um, wasn't something that you would obsess about, but it was definitely something that you would you would sit down and watch every you know, every week if you could. Yeah, I, mean, I think it tends. Kind of I feel like it tends to be on at the week at weekends. I wasn't watching it on Disney Channel. I'd be watching it on. I would have been watching it on ITV when they had their various yeah. Disney slots over the weekend. Yes. Um, and basically, um, okay. So spoilers, but I think it, you could argue that it's set in the same universe as Roger Rabbit. It's just it's you know X number of decades in the future. Because okay. Roger Rabbit's in the film. Toons are living okay. with humans. Toons are living with humans. Wait, what? Yes, it's like Roger Rabbit 
but it's it's Disney went and did it, and Roger Rabbit's there. I mean, though, to be oh, fair, wow. the original Roger Rabbit, obviously, you did have Warner and um, Disney characters together a bit. Plus, was there a bit of Tex Avery as well? Yes, I, I think so. I, I don't think I saw any Tex Avery, though, in Chippendale. There was there's certainly no droopy or anything, unless, of course, they decided to hide it in some of the bits. Um, but basically, um, Rescue Rangers... Um, it kind of it reminded me a lot of um, the what's it called? It was a few years ago. Happy, uh, you know the Happy Time Murders, which everybody hated. Oh, apparently. I actually enjoyed. I, I I heard that, but it was always like, um, yeah, I'm not sure about watching this as a couple because I'm not I'm not sure I want to inflict it on someone else without knowing if it's. <laughs> It's good. I, I, like it's, it first. I would say it's really good. good. It's enjoyable. Um, like it's a fun, it's a fun ride. I think the, <laughs> the issue is that everyone seems to hate Melissa McCarthy, um, which is I think she's um, fine. Yeah, and and that's where this kind of tends to happen, basically. Um, mm. But um, no, so basically, it reminded me a lot of the Happy Time what, what? Murders. Um, just, just to diverge a little bit, but in, yeah. in related, what, what was the name of that one where um, it was Melissa McCarthy and she played a spy? Or I think it was like, literally, literally called Spy. Um, let me double check for you a minute. I've got, I've got yeah. a browser. Yeah, it was literally called Spy. Literally yeah, that, called that, spy. that was one when um, you know Darren Carlisle. And I, I would be working on on the shed on something, and it would often, you know, especially if it was taking a machine apart, or oh, the times I had to take a keyboard apart. If you can imagine taking a keyboard apart bit by bit, mm-hmm. and then Thank having you. to clean it, and then do something to it, and then put it back together, you need something in the background. Yeah. And it was perfect because I had the you know widescreen Trinitron, you know, TV, and with a DVR. So there would be things on, you know, on film four, yeah. and it would be, you know, stuff that you know I've either not got around to watch, or, you know, for years, you know, like old films. Like I don't think I'd watched. I couldn't remember ever seeing Commando. You see, uh, and, until I, I caught it on film four. Seriously. Mm. So, so Commando is a weird, it weird one for me because I've actually watched it several times over the years, and it was actually one of the films I watched as part of my degree. Okay. Um, okay, was, I, I, was, I, would, I, I wouldn't have said, oh, yes, Commando, that's a, that's a good degree film. Um, it's because it was looking, at, it was one of the films we watched to help us talk about the difference between the, to, the concept around um, the male gaze and uh, the scope of the gaze in film. Mm, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So I had to let him go. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, basically, and that, Arnie gets fetishized a little bit on the camera, but they're not at the same time. Yes, um, and and as it turned out, yeah, okay, that this, this is this isn't a good film, but it is an enjoyable one. Mm. But yeah, 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 it um, stuff like that and Spy are stuff you know I would watch and you know, I would have on in the background because it would it would you know it would be a few hours. And it would be free. I wouldn't have to do anything. It would just be there, and it's, it, it, you know, that kind of time is good. 
Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's not, you know, sometimes you don't necessarily want something that you have to sit down and purposefully watch, if you know what I mean. You, yeah. you just want something to be there. And you say, okay, well, now I've seen that film, maybe I, w- I may watch it properly in the future. I'm going back to uh, Chippendale a minute. I don't understand how it got agreed to be made because the niche for okay. it is so small. I understand why they didn't release it in cinemas. Like, but you, oh, the, what, what, what's it been released on? Is it Disney it's li- Plus? It's just Disney Plus. So um, and I think the reason why is the niche is so small. Obviously, A, you, really, you, you have to have watched Chippendale at some point basically, um, and at least more than one episode. And you need to be a veteran of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit to like appreciate what's going on at all. Because mm. you've got humans working with tunes uh, investigating uh, a crime, a series of crimes. Because it's, it's kind of... Um, yeah, I mean, I, things I can see how it would work with something like Disney Plus because the whole idea is that they've got this back catalogue as well as all the yeah. material that they're actually making for it. So yeah, it, they're selling it specifically as it's a family I, service. Yeah, but this particular film, I would not say is a family film. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it at times it is perhaps it's actually more full on. Uh, than Roger Rabbit in sometimes, where Roger Rabbit had perhaps more sexual innuendo. This one has less sexual window, but there is like way more violence and and less of it being as comedic as like Roger Rabbit as well. I mean, the well, the the thing is, it's like everyone remembers Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. Because yeah, but one of the main things I remember about. Uh, who framed Roger Rabbit was the vats of oh god the the goo yeah stuff. the goo that would that would melt tombs yeah and it's just that that was it's like oh that's dark yeah well this this kind of went into the island of Doctor Moreau kind of like territory with like cartoon vivisection and wait what um, this is not what I expected from. See, I watched it as well. The plot is that um, Dale uncovers that there is, in fact, a massive, in Hollywood, um, ring running that basically kidnaps tunes, butchers them, uh, replacing body parts and stuff with either other characters or other weird designs or shit. And then basically uh, pushes forces them into slavery, into making bootleg films. Have you ever seen bootleg like animations of like that's clearly a Disney or like Fox or like DreamWorks ripoff or something? Like bootleg mainstream films. I have on occasion. There were a few, uh, you know, going back years now. um, There were a few um, like bargaining shops. Yeah. Down um, a place of uh, you know in Carlisle Botchergate, which it's all been modernised now. There's a big cinema there, and you know all kinds. But mm. there, used, there used to be various you know like hokey little shops there that would have you know you know the stuff where you see something which is clearly ro- you know Robocop, but it's sold as Robert Cop. I feel like Poundland occasionally still has DVDs like that. Yeah, yeah, it it, it was very like that. But I've got these were uh, VHS. Yeah. 
So and they will, yeah, that they would have various. Uh, you know, oh, he is, um, you know, he is a you know a children's classic, and it would it would do its best to look kind of Disney. Yeah. But so, you're looking at it and go, that's clearly what what the hell is this? Yeah. So this this film basically rips on that, but with like I said, like it feels like Doctor, you know, Island of Doctor Moreau, like vivisection of cartoon characters, um, basically. Um, so, okay. so this is why I'm saying like it isn't necessarily. <laughs> I wouldn't. I to be fair, if a younger kid watched it, a lot of the cartoon characters that get featured, they'd be like, "What?" And there's certainly jokes that are aimed more at, at certainly way more. Most of the jokes de- definitely aimed at uh, aud- older audience members, like older than 25 much older in fact um like there's jokes about yeah. like the early like noughts films for like um cgi and how yeah. uncanny a lot of it was or mm. like um jokes about um i mean hell there's the whole joke about um you know the sonic the hedgehog design for the first sonic movie the original design that everyone saw and was fucking oh. horrified by that is a whole Thanks. thing in this film there's a whole okay. thing they they have literally got that character in the film. What the original one? Yeah. <laughs> in all its terrifying glory, you know, like stuff like that, which actually younger audience members would be like, "What?" You know, if they were like under, even if they were under fifteen at this point, they wouldn't have a clue. If they were fifteen, I don't think they didn't have a clue what it's talking about. Um, so it's like it's like it's a weird film where its age rating is something like it wasn't. It was, I think it did because it hasn't obviously been released. So Disney have given it its own rating. And in the UK, it said it was like nine plus. But if anyone at the age of nine tried watching it, they'd be like, what? They just wouldn't get any of it. I would so, say a lot would just bounce off, wouldn't it? Yeah. It didn't make me want to watch um, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, the cartoon series again as an adult, um, because I would find it way too fucking wholesome uh, for my taste. But um, as as an aside, uh, do you remember Tailspin as well? Yes, just about not as much as Chippendale, but yes. But um, that you know, I would often you know I would watch those because they were on. Yeah, and I didn't find them terrible. You know, so it's like you know I watched them, but. It was mostly because I was waiting for something else. But, I mean, um, I mean for, there's like a there's a whole big ass reference like Darkwing Duck, like you know, younger viewers are not going to get that. You know, my, I think Dark Darkwing Duck was too late for me. I saw a I, little bit of it growing up, but not much as a kid. Yeah, I I am mostly aware of Darkwing Duck because of like Super Nintendo and Mega Drive. Yeah licensed games but yeah, yeah um it, watching those was one of the first times i noticed that they had templates um. because it, it you would have uh what what was the name of um the mechanic the the last in oh um, uh, da, da, da. It is, is it is gadget yeah so there was an episode where um, you know Chippendale are being Chippendale, yeah. and um, she feels undervalued, so she decides that she's not wanted. 
and, you know, leaves and then things transpire and it turns out that the only person who can, you know, fix everything is, of course, Gadget. Mm. So it's like, see, you are an essential part of, uh, you know, the group because you're useful and that's not supposed to be the message, but, you know, shut yeah. up. It's, it's the mechanism that we're using to portray it. Um and it's like okay, yeah, I've seen episodes like this before. And then it was there was um, another. It was there was almost a carbon copy in Tailspin of you know where one of the uh, you know the tertiary you know secondary you know characters does the or you know I'm not wanted around here and everyone's busy yeah. without me and they'll never miss me and go, they'll go away and it turns out needed and it was just the uh-huh. I mean, so they've to, just got template episodes for these to be fair I feel like that storyline was used in a lot of cartoons from that period in like the um, mid to late 80s as well like yeah. I'm pretty sure we were there were episodes of like in like X-Men cartoon for sure probably oh, involving, oh yeah, but, probably involving um, Jubilee <laughs> yeah yeah but you know it it, it, that was just one of the first times where it was you know i became aware of you know not so much a trope because you Mm. know you're you're aware of those you just accept that they are stories that you will see in some episodes of you know whatever it is you were watching but yeah when it came to uh disney stuff it's like well hang on this is a disney series and they're not that far away from each other in production date and mm. they're doing the exact same damn story. Well, I mean, it would make costs be uh, cheaper. I mean, wasn't yeah, there in a period? If we just think about it, that period. So, like, Rescue Rangers came out in what the the, the like this is the films because that there's that mm. weird period for Disney in its history where it was like what the eighties to just before the Little Mermaid, they were actually not doing so well financially. Yeah, and so. They were only just starting to recover in the 90s um, financially. So it makes sense that a bunch of their animated series would have become quite stock in story to save costs. And of of course, you know, for any of the really younger viewers, you know, listeners, um, (laughs) there was no such thing as a Disney Channel in the UK. No. So there was no central destination for all these things to be on. It was just whoever bought them, and it was usually ITV, from what I remember. Yeah, ITV genuinely seemed to be the ones that got Disney um, stuff, basically, um, until, obviously, the Disney Channel launched on Sky. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it's just that um, I think it was, was it Little Mermaid? Yeah. Saved them? Yeah, for, it, it, um, what started to make them get back back into sort of the the black properly again? Yeah, because if if you look at some of their early eighties animated movies and sort of you know late late seventies, yeah, they had you know like those were quite fallow years. <laughs> so it, it wasn't until they struck upon you know we can we can do you know the you know some of the more of these you know retellings. And from what I can recall, Little Mermaid wasn't even made by Disney in house. It was, it was farmed out. From what I remember, didn't surprise me. A, a but, little bit um, like Lilo, Lilo and Stitch, but yeah, we're, we're kind of going off. Yeah, a little bit off topic. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on to something else. Like I, I finished reading Leviathan Wakes. Oh yes. Yes, uh, the uh, stuff that expense. Well, the first bit of what's expense. The expenses are. Uh, based on so i think it is confirmed to me 
that I do not want to touch watching The Expanse until I've at some point read all the novels because from the little tidbits between yourself, people at work and some bits and pieces I've seen online over the years for the TV series, Mm -hmm. it is vastly different in some ways to the novels. So I, I don't, I would rather like that. I really, really enjoyed that novel. And I just don't want to ruin my experience of the rest by looking at the TV series whilst trying to read the rest of the books. I yeah, with the last season especially, I'm waiting for more content. Hashtag content. Hashtag content. Because yeah, it just seemed like they were trying to finish some things up, and I was you know I was watching and thinking. I'm going to have to read the books now and get the whole thing. The the, the first book is like, it was immense and it went in directions. I I wasn't sure what what to expect, basically. It Mm. kept me guessing, which is rare for any media, basically, for me, because I I figure out story and plot a lot of the time. Um, And so it was was a very... uh, unexpected end um, for me and I was just so whoa and it does make me want to re-rest basically um, I, I will have to do that Ben I um, yeah. long ago managed to um, avoid the yeah but it's different in the you know the movie or the book you know, that, yeah. that kind of thing it's just I can I can enjoy things as different versions I can enjoy them as different versions just not in at like at the same time or like switching between the two like i need to experience oh, yeah yeah they have, medium, they have to be separate and and then go experience the other medium so you know it's either read the thing then watch the thing or watch the thing then read the thing but i cannot do certainly obviously with like a book series and a tv series not do both at the same time because to me yeah. that, that, that way lays lays madness um, but, yeah, you, you, you don't want to do that. But basically, what I would like to say is that now that I've definitely finished reading it, I know I've kind of said good things about it before, but Leviathan Wakes is perhaps one of the most, how do I put it? Like, it's the first sci fi novel I've read in a long time that has made me go, whoa and like made me once i got past a certain point so i was just desperate to get to the end because like what the fuck happens what the fuck happens what the fuck happens kind of thing yeah 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 and and i haven't been able to stick through a sci-fi novel to the end quite like that for quite some time um so the thing is though is that because of my trying to finish my book backlog uh, and the rules to that i can't buy the rest of the books myself so i'll probably have to ask for the next one for my birthday (laughs) Uh. <laughs> so I'm not allowed to buy books at the moment unless it's something related to work or like a it's a skills thing, basically. Yeah. Uh, like um, oh, I, like yeah. So like I uh, and I, I'm hoping I'm able to talk about it at some point. I bought um, I bought a book about uh, writing video game narrative uh, that's been recently released by somebody uh, who I, a woman and I saw it being tweeted by good people on Twitter, so I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Ooh, yeah, I, I believe I retweeted her um, this morning. Yeah, um, so... Because it's like, that sounds interesting. Yeah, so I've got that on the way, because I've got books on, like, obviously writing novels, uh, lots of uh, screenwriting and comic book writing. 
Yeah. Um, so it'd be nice to have one that's about video game narrative um, and, and kind of like seeing what that's like. Anyway. Yeah. Um, um, well, before, hang on. Um, I'll, can I chip in with something? Yep. I, it, it's not something I've read, but it's something I've watched a, um, a YouTube video about where a, you know, a sci-fi fan has said, you know, this is why I like these books. Okay. And I thought I'll, you know, I'll point you towards it and I'll see what you think, you know, if it tickles your fancy and, you know, etc. Um, it's a book series called The Three-Body Problem. Okay. So this is an interesting one for me because that's why I got given the oh, Three-Body right. uh, three Problem uh, by a Reddit GIFs person. Right. Several many years ago now, uh, when during one of the, I think it would have been one of the, the book exchanges, not Christmas ones, mm. uh, and also rest in peace Reddit gifts because it no longer exists. But um, yeah, they stopped doing like oh, it costs too much for the admin or some bullshit, and I was just like, you just can't be bothered to have fun now. Um, but anyway, um, I wasn't like I actually wasn't that keen on the description on the back. So when I had my massive, because uh, people hearing like I've got a hundred plus book backlog, it used to be worse than that, um, and I used to have a lot of books I had read and shouldn't have kept. Um, and so uh, for those who don't know, uh, a few years ago, must have been the end of twenty seventeen, start of twenty eighteen, I gave away most of my books to charity. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the books. So I was like, I just don't like the sound of this um, that I gave away, basically. Mm. So it's yeah, interesting um, to bring that up, but I, I wasn't impressed by the jacket. Well, it's the the um, the short form description, you know, mm. which I, I was getting from because it, I got into it because uh, in all this blog's channel because he, he was talking about June. Okay. So this was before the latest film was released, and he was talking about the timeline. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's like, yeah, it's been years since I've touched any, any of that, other than uh, you know the David Lynch mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. film. You know, but you know, obviously this was before the you know the new one, and it's like, yes, you know, the fact that I put a Trudy's back in my in my Twitter handle, that's you know, I I liked the new one. Yeah. Thumbs up, but yeah, um, this guy's description of it was um, humanity discovers. I think it's it's faster than light um, communication mm. or observation, and they discover that they have been discovered mm. by this by this alien species. And I think uh, one of the ideas discussed in the book is the hunter in the forest. The reason that humanity has not dis- you know, discovered alien life, the reason why no one is broadcasting, is because there are malevolent species in the, you know, the galaxy. Yeah. And it's basically everyone is out for themselves, and as soon as someone makes a noise, the other hunters know they are there. And it sounds like it's a very long form, um, you know, series because it's basically humanity discovers that they are in the crosshairs of this alien species, 
who are massively advanced in comparison with humanity. And um, it basically utterly fucks the course of humanity because it goes through several different stages because it basically there's, you know, denial and then panic, um, worldwide collapse, famine, huge militarization, uh, you know, fascism and world government, you know, all that kind of thing, because humanity is just trying to deal with the idea that there is something that is much more dangerous than it. Yeah. And then, then it gets into what happens when they have first contact with, you know, something from this alien species and how, you know, the way humanity thinks is, seems to be entirely different to, you know, how this alien species thinks about things. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, it seems to be more about how just the knowledge, the creeping dread screws earth before the aliens are anywhere near. Free, so free, thought, free, freezes us almost, as it were. Yeah, because you, you have the denial, and then you have the you, maybe we can reason with them, and then go well, what you know, just start fighting, you know, between each other, and then yeah, in a huge population crash, and then there's a return from that where you have like a new enlightenment, and you think. Well, you know, maybe if we just develop our technology and, you know, we, we know they're coming, so that's, you know, that's a positive. We can develop some kind of defense. You know, and all, you know, all that kind of thing. So it, it's just, you know, it's not gone into, um, it's gone into the general ideas and it's just, oh, this, this sounds good. I'm going to have to track down these books. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just, I, I'm not sure something like that could, you know, could get a proper adaptation, but it's it's one that I'm definitely going to be you know on the lookout for if I can get either get copies of the books, or if I'm out walking, I can get some you know audio books to you know just try and you know sort of ease me in on the first one, hmm. that kind of thing. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm on the lookout for it, but it's it's like oh that 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 sounds like good some good heavy sci-fi, which there isn't enough of. Um. Right, but uh, the the final is it okay if I move on to my final thing that yeah. I'm going to? Yeah. Okay. Ha ha! Fooled you. It's actually two things, <laughs> but they're kind of related because I don't want to spoil them. Okay. Um. So you may remember that. See, the, this is season. You know, these are both the second seasons. Of um, in a series I've talked about before. Okay. There's Russian Doll, which is the one that you know everyone will have you know heard of. Netflix's um, sort of time loop series. Yeah. Have you watched that? I haven't, but Paul has. I, it is a good series. Um, season two comes along, and um, it's her trying to uh, work out what, if anything, was wrong with her mother because she was raised by um, an auntie. Mm. And she's trying to, you know, work out what, you know, what exactly was going on because after all, in the first season, she, she repeats the same day over and over again and dies. 
until she can work out a way to escape the loop. And it's kind of, it's using um, a very sci-fi mechanism to work something out about herself and, you know, the people around her. And, you know, the second season comes along, she's trying to work out um, what was up with her mother, and then she quickly discovers that there is a certain train on the, the New York subway that she gets onto. And when she leaves the train, she is her mother. Okay. And it's when she, her mother is pregnant with her. Okay, that's very weird. Yeah, so it's it's very weird, and she's she's just kind of going with it to start off with because she doesn't realise who she is, and it's like oh something something weird is happening again. Okay, I, you know whatever, and then you know she realises who she is, and just and you're know, like holy fucks the you know the way out of there, mm. and it's using a the best way i can describe it oh no 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 i'm not going to i'm not going to describe it i'm i'm then going to go into undone which was um oh the weird semi sort of traced over rotoscoped animated quote unquote series from amazon prime okay where um, the write-up, which I'll just read out because it's it's a good starting point. Um, after 28-year-old Alma nearly dies in a car accident, she finds that ha- she has a new relationship with time. She develops this newfound relationship to find out the truth about her father's death. Huh. Her father, who who is played by a uh, better call soul um, guy. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the actor's name, but yes, I know who you mean. Yeah, um, but the, you know the first season is about working out uh, what was going on with him, mm. and of course the um, you know hand in hand with can she move through time or is she going crazy? Mm. And the second season kind of answers that in a way, <laughs> but then kind of um, adds new wrinkles like. Um, it could be that she's not the only one in the family who has the ability to shift through time or through the perception of time or, you know, just kind of unhook herself from, you know, linearity. Mm. And the reason I mentioned both of these series, you know, at once is, you know, first of all, um, you know, I think Undone has massively flown under the radar in comparison with Russian Doll. Yeah. Because I've seen very little reference to Undone. But lots of, you know, you know, Thursday, what a concept. <laughs> you know, things from Russian Doll. And they are both excellent series, and I think the best description for them both is that they are non-sci-fi series that use sci-fi concepts to explore trauma okay and yeah it's it's very hard to describe anything in them without spoilers but they you know they use different kind of you know ideas and um undone on amazon prime specifically goes more into sort of uh, mexican mythology and you know native mexican hmm. 
um, you know, some of that. Uh, and just trying, what can happen if you try and fix things for other people when you don't necessarily, you, know, you think you know what's wrong? <laughs> and it turns out that, no, that's not what's wrong at all. And you're completely, you know, off kilter with it. It's like, oh, no, I am absolutely 100% certain what's going on in this situation. No. No, no, you you don't know anything. You have no idea, and it's it's trying trying to unpick that as well. And I, it's like, yeah, they, no go. I was gonna say it's just interesting you talk about two time travel series. I mean, if you consider that last year, film wise, you had was it uh, Palm Springs? Was it last year that came out, which was about a groundhog related situation? Oh yeah, the one with was it Andy Saltzberg or yeah. I hope you pronounce his surname. Is it Sandberg? Basically, Sandberg. Yeah. Basically, Brooklyn Nine-Nine guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, that's on Amazon Prime as well, and it is yeah. very good. I feel like there is a lot of uh, timey-wimey triangle table stuff picking itself up into um, the mainstream at the moment, but it's kind of like it's more on... It's not necessarily mainstream cinematic releases. It's, it's on demand. Everyone's yeah, playing with I, time at the moment. I I think it's it's a lot of they can they can just release it and it will be there. It will sit there mm. and it, it will get pushed to people. It doesn't have a set time in the cinema screens where it will live or die. Yeah. And I think that that's a you know a major thing. And of course it's been especially useful during the last few years. But I just think as a theme, time travel or concepts in and around it seem to be picking yeah. up. Maybe that's just me, but it feels I, like no, it. I, you're right. I, um, I think, yeah, the, the best way I can put it for these two series is that they feel to me like the genre TV, which isn't. Mm. Or they are sort of drama um, TV, which uses a you know, a sci-fi concept. And, yeah, I, I, I don't know whether um, people have been put off with, und you know, Undone, because it's got the, you know, very, it, it looks animated, but it, it's not. It's clearly traced over, you know, people, with, you know, with effects, and it's so they can do, you know, various effects, like they can morph people, they can, you know, change the backgrounds, they can shift things around, they can change the art style at points because it's, it's how different people are perceiving you know a situation. But it's it's like they're they're both very good series and they're both um, they're both the kind of sci-fi that you could recommend to someone who isn't necessarily you know a huge sci-fi fan. Yeah, but can take a little bit of unreality with you know with whatever it is they're watching, and it's like yeah, I hugely enjoyed both of them. And and just as an aside, I've just remembered, um, watched everything everywhere all at once. Was that a Dave Internet jobby? Uh, yes, unfortunately, because yeah, you know, couldn't get yeah. Well, but, as um, far as I can tell, it had an incredibly limited release in cinemas over here. Yeah, it's basically as soon as I can get that on a physical format, I am buying it. That's good to know because I know Paul really, really wanted to watch that and was pissed off with the incredibly limited cinema release. Yeah, it's just if you're going, 
you know, if you're going to pick a cinema, at least maybe make it you know wide enough for release. I, I'm surprised they didn't want ticket money because there are people. People are going back to cinemas. Um, so, which brings me to can I talk about certainly one of the things I've watched? I, I, prov- I provided you with a segue there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, not that I've gone to see it yet. So, I hadn't until um, was it last weekend or the weekend before last? I never no the weekend before last. I'd never seen the original Top Gun. So the, yeah, the, the, this is the whole kind of catching up with something that everyone's seen, yeah. quote unquote. Uh, ironically, though, I had listened apparently to the soundtrack a whole fucking load as a small child at my grandfather's because <laughs> either him or my uh, late aunt had an LP of the soundtrack, and we used to put, we used to play like his, my granddad, my late granddad's, and my late aunt um, LPs. On, his, on my granddad's stereo system, and the album for Top Gun was one of them. And like, obviously, I like I basically remember Welcome to the Age Zone. You know, I was basically. I was thinking um, Highway to etc. Yeah, um, so that was the closest I'd got into Top Gun. Bar obviously watching. You know, I've I've watched Hot Shots prior to <laughs> seeing Top Gun more times than I've seen Top Gun. Um, <laughs> yeah, sometimes it works out like that, doesn't it? Yeah, both both parts of Hot Shots so you part part one and part two, um, and uh, yeah, so finally watched Top Gun, and you know what? I was actually quite disappointed. I was like, <laughs> is it because I don't like Jerry Bruckheimer movies? And then today, just to double check, went to look through his back catalogue, and it was like, no, he, he did The Rock. I do like, and like loads of other like Nick Cage, certainly Nick Cage films that I like. Um, he he mm. was one of the producers for like Con Air, like you know, and obviously like I said, the the Rock. So it's like no, clearly he does make good films, um, or produces good films. So I was like, so what? Why didn't I like Top Gun? Um, the relationship between Maverick and the civilian lady who, because this is so bad, you know, they are with names because it was just a female character um, that he has like a love interest with. That felt so fucking forced. Yeah. It was like, let's just have a het thing in here for the fucking sake of it. It felt really like more forced than other relationships in action films from the 80s and 90s. Like it felt it felt more forced than the uh relationship between um Cast Troy and the uh woman who's got like a, a, a young son who Cage playing Travolta playing him sort of ends up protecting basically in various scenes like the, the relationship felt incredibly forced it was like oh we, we've gone from not being very impressed of him to being oh slightly interested to suddenly getting dick and it was like what <laughs> um, and then like the whole like like it seemed to jump without much kind of transitioning from like plot point to put like the one plot point plot plot development didn't seem to happen very naturally or organically yeah it felt very forced that i was like yeah they, okay so he's at like a six week you know like fly school thing basically um, yeah, like yeah, yeah. The, the best of the best um of the best because raw um but like he didn't really get a sense of like progress being made and stuff 
and you just have him being like an angsty like young 20 something and shit at times and a bit moody and oh he loses his co-pilot blah blah yeah uh, which was was it ghost or something else i can't remember what it was called yeah and, and it was just like <sighs> okay so it, it, coherently, if you actually look at it as like a, as, as as a film, um, and its use of, of of film language, it actually doesn't use film language very well at all. And like I said, the main relationship in the film is is very forced, as far as I could tell. So yeah, it was just like it 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 just felt like a okay, we've got a loose idea about having like this elite um, pilot school. It's the middle of the Cold War. And we're not going to say it's the Russians, but we'll be talking about MIGs. Yeah, because you know, it's, it's going to be obvious who it is. Like yeah. north of the equator, so so it's not the Chinese somehow getting MIGs. You know, it's clearly the Russians because it's the fucking Cold War. But we're not. But unlike every other Cold War related film of the time, it just doesn't mention Russians, which is the weirdest shit. It's like what? It's. It, yeah, um, I think there's a few that did that. I mean, I think it was just they either thought it was so bloody obvious that it would just be banging that drum again, or they thought, who knows? By the time this comes out, it may have fallen over. Yeah, but the thing is, is like the like the supposed make type designs or whatever, like the yeah, Russian aircraft, they weren't actually looking at them obviously Russian either. Mm. It was the paint jobs and stuff, so it's like, uh, anyway, it's like, so this film, which is of an age on par with myself, uh, you know, I finally watched it in the 21st century, and it, it you know, it, ignoring the weird representations of masculinity because you know, boys don't cry, etc., etc. Um, yeah, it was just kind of like. You can't talk about feelings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, it was just kind of like I feel like everybody in has just been hyped for that past film, um, but actually, like its plot is only slightly better than Commando. I just to I, see, just to hoop it back to another eighties action film, which yeah. is like, and Commando's plot is actually like not that good. Like Commando is one of the worst um, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies for plot, unlike I, I, Terminator and Terminator Two. Terminator Two ruined the franchise. We both know this. It's indisputable. It's CBR said it. Um, but then, yeah, speaking speaking of films made in like the same ten year period as. Um, Top Gun, like the original yeah. Terminator, has a well made, has a well written plot, script, dialogue, um, action sequences that flow properly, and you can tell what the fuck's going on. Um, characterization that is actually compelling, and you kind of get why in term because I'm saying Terminator because obviously it came before Top Gun, not Terminator Two, mm. but you kind of get why Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. Um, what's Sarah's name? Surname, technically. In Terminator, it is Connor, isn't it? Yeah, it get, is Connor. Yeah, you, you get, you kind is of it, get where Sarah I, I Connor was, gets. I was being confused there. Yeah, it gets with uh, is it John? I can't remember yes. his name. Yeah, it gets with John. 
you know, it kind of makes sense. Like they genuinely. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, um, Reese. John, Carl John's her, John, yeah, John's her son, so it's not that kind of time yeah. travel. Sorry, movie. it's late, it's late, it's past <laughs> 11. So, yeah, so it kind of makes sense that um, Sarah Connor gets together with Carl Reese because yes. they genuinely, they genuinely go through something together. It's that kind of trauma bonding kind of thing. Like, and so it, it, it's... it's it, it's, it's the whole thing there is you have the full journey because she does not trust him to start off with. And then it's, it's, it's basically, I will placate you because you, you're clearly dangerous. I'm just trying to get out of this situation. And then it's, it's not until the police uh, in the department yeah. where the Terminator turns up that it's like, oh, this is real. What he's saying you know, might yeah. be real. Meanwhile, with like... Top Gun and the relationship with Maverick and academic lady who's a civilian who knows shit about planes. Um, and I'm sorry that I can't remember her name, but they did such a bad job of saying the names of female characters in that film, as if that's any fucking indication of that. Of um, she, she's there to be the lady. That's yeah. her job. She's, she's um, being the lady. Like, you, there, there wasn't... Like, they met each other and stuff, but they just kind of went into this weird... With that, the, 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 there was like a flirtation going on, but there was no clear to me indicator why she suddenly switched from being professional to flirtations. Other than this is page thirty-seven of the script. Yeah. This is so where it, you go flirtatious. Yeah, and, and like I said, so so Top Gun, nineteen eighty-six, as a film, it's like as a piece of cinema it's actually mediocre, and actually the flight sequences, like trying to follow those. They obviously were not relying on CGI. Like, that was, you know, actual flight footage, whether or not the actors were involved in all shots, um, whether or not it was obviously, like, other trained pilots. But... I've, I've, I've seen a few references that um, they had a lot of access from the US Air Force who were yeah. wanting to use the footage. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they, you know, they gave... They gave them a lot of access, well, and it just it just kind of turned out to be you know captured the zeitgeist at the at the time. Yeah. So uh, you know. Um, but yeah, like following the action sequences was a bit iffy at times, and this is pre you know fucking um, CGI battle crazy bullshit. Everyone's the same color. What the fuck is going on with these angles? Oh my god. Oh kind of um fights that we've had to deal with in like transformer movies and loads of marvel movies it, it, uh, it worked as a there was a massive increase in um air force recruitment yeah after that so it, it, it worked for the army it worked and he said yes and like, air force army it's same thing well, no, no, because it was technically because that was the thing they were they were actually pilots for the navy it wasn't the air force just that's to add, the same thing. Add to the confusion. Yeah. They're planes like go swim. That's that's my understanding. <laughs> um, so whether or not I'm like I'm kinda hoping if I did end up catching Top Gun Maverick that I would be catching a film that has learned how to be a film in the past thirty plus years. And that the people that have written it have understood what is involved in, in writing a film. Well, it would be nice, wouldn't it? And 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 like and and how to characterize like a any developing relationships, um, but at the same time, I'm like, 
yeah, but how much are they trying to like recapture this like nostalgic kind of past bullshit? Um, so yeah, though actually, I feel like in the trailers, I did see, didn't I see at least one female pilot? So I think that it is modernized a bit. You know, because obviously back then you wouldn't have had any female pilots. It's it, it, it's not something I've been following because I was never a huge fan of the original. So, yeah, it's, I, I have the feeling I've seen it, but it's not stuck with me. If, if I, because it's not, I, I, I have a dubious relationship with Tom Cruise due to his beliefs. Um, but, like, if I was going to, like, pick a Tom Cruise film to watch, it would not be Top Gun, the original. It would mm. be, like, Mission Impossible, the first one. Or Edge of Tomorrow? Eh, Mission Impossible the first one is like interesting as an action film because it actually has what I like to call a tight script. Mm. There's there's not much wasted in it. It's cheesy at times, but they they genuinely didn't waste too much. Other films that I include to have to consider to have tight scripts would be films like Argo and um, X Men First Class. Um, yeah basically but anyway i'm gonna say now unfortunately it's getting late <laughs> um we've, we've been, been doing the talkings we've been we've, we've done some talkings yeah um so yeah so uh that is all we have got time for uh this evening so it's good night from it's good night from me paul wood i'm retroid on eurogamer.net and super retroid on twitter it's good night from me, Emily King. I'm on Twitter at emkingma. You can find notes for this episode at www.nerdassemble.co.uk. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Nerds Podcast. We're on Facebook as Nerds Assemble Podcast. You can probably listen to this episode on numerous podcasting platforms by this point. Um, and obviously, check out our show notes if you want to find out what those ones are. Um, and, and hopefully we, we might track down the link for how the hell to see the parental thing if you do not wish to see certain shows on your Netflix because wouldn't that be so nice people, oh, that would be so nice that would be nice stop, stop giving ourselves money give it to me instead yeah I might I might be an arsehole but I'm a different kind of arsehole exactly exactly <laughs> um, so yeah that's, uh, that's all we've got time for so good night Look, it is a complete and utter rumour that Paul is running, you know, satanic D&D groups, multiple groups in the local area, okay? That is a rumour. I cannot confirm or deny that. Hail Vecna. I mean, I agree. (laughs) 